Hi, I'm Pastor Kaylee. Thank you for listening to this sermon from Wood Street Chapel in Fortuna, California. You can find out more information about our church at www.woodstreetchapel.org. On Saturday, March 9th, uh, 2002, there were three women in Chicago, and they were killed instantly when a 25-foot piece of aluminum scaffolding fell from the 43rd floor of a skyscraper and landed on their vehicle. These women in their cars were completely unsuspecting of what was going to happen to them. They, they had no idea that they were in any danger whatsoever. Just a tragedy that took place. Almost six months from the day that, that terrorist planes flew into the Twin Towers at the World Trade Center. 3,063 people at the time died. Another horrific thing, horrific tragedy that nobody knew was coming. Nobody understood why it had happened. And yet it's something that, you know, people say that day changed America. And what we see in in both of these instances is that tragedy is hard to understand. It's hard to explain. And one thing that you'll start to, to see, especially when you, you, if you have friends that, that don't know the Lord, that don't have a, a peace, is that tragedy can, can be a real challenge to faith. It can be a, a challenge to faith because you start becoming bitter, you start becoming cynical, you start wondering, why is it that these things are happening? Sometimes it's easy to lay the the blame of of these types of events, these things that we don't understand at the feet of God and say, why would you have brought this about? What what on earth was the reason for all of this? So often when, when we face those types of events in our own lives, we want to know why. Right? Why, why do we want to know why? Why do you think there, there's this need to know why? I think part of the reason we need to know why, we, we strive, we search for a reason, is because it makes us feel better because we start to recognize, well, I didn't go through this for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> You know, this is a terrible thing, but if I can look at the end of this and say, well, at least this came from it, then maybe there's something that I can get out of this. And so that's, that's the reason we strive so often to find out the why. And so, so often we look for explanations, but I'd say just as often we can get silence. So often we, we ask for understanding. And yet so often we're, we're just as stumped as we were when it started. If we, if we look at, at everything that we go through in life, honestly, I, I would say to a certain extent, there is such an a extensive 
plan that is in place that we can't begin to understand that even if God did take the time to say, well, here, let me show you exactly what I have planned from the beginning of the earth, from the very foundations of the earth until where you are today, we would just explode. There's no way we would be able to even comprehend what on earth he's talking about. There's a fundamental truth that we need to, to see in Scripture as we, we continue our, our study in the, the road less traveled this morning. Um, and it's kind of a conglomeration of the, these three here. The, the first portion of this is that God never, he, he never really explains himself. If we look in the Bible, I can't really think of a whole lot of times where God was like, well, since you asked, this was why I went ahead and did this, if that's okay with you. I never saw that part. Um, he rarely gives reasons for why he does the things that he needs to do. And so the, the truth that we, we come away with in response to that comes from the, the book Habakkuk that we're going to be looking at this morning. And that truth is that the righteous will still live by faith. The righteous live by faith. There's a lot of parts in Scripture that talk about faith. And, and there's that, that famous chapter that we see in Hebrews, right, that, that gives this whole, whole list of people that live by faith and what they did. But it if we look at the Old Testament, we are looking for an example of faith. It's Habakkuk. Habakkuk is the, the guy who, who is writing about faith. And one thing that's interesting about Habakkuk as a prophet is that most of the time what prophets did in the Bible and what you would probably expect is that the prophets, they, they got a message from God. And they would take that message and they would say, hey, this is what God has to say. You better do what God's telling you to do. That would be the, the way that, that the prophets functioned during that time. Habakkuk is one of the few that we see in the Bible that went the other direction and said, God, this is the, the word from the people. What, what, what do you have to say about it? <laughs> he lived during a time that was hard. And it wasn't just hard because of the circumstances. It was a time that was hard on the faith of the people. He saw that righteous people were suffering, that, that good people that he thought were good, that, that in his estimation were good. They were going through hard, difficult times, and he was seeing wicked people prospering. And so he brought the same question that was on the, the lips of every person in the nation at that time. He brought what they were asking to God. He said, God, how long? Why and how long? Why are these things happening? And how long will it be before they're made right? I mean, isn't that what we always want to know? When you're going through something difficult, when you're going through a trial, a difficulty, a challenge, I mean, those two questions really sum it up. How long do I have to be in here? And, and why am I here in the first place? 
one of the the things that you know if you're you're doing a workout for any period of time, if you're, you're swimming laps in a pool, if you're, you're running around a track or you're running a specific distance, the difference of running four miles and knowing that you're running four miles and just running until you're told to stop, even if you're still only going to run four miles, is night and day different. Because as I'm running four miles, at three miles, I said, well, I just have one more to go. And at three and a half, I said, well, I just have 0.5 to go. I've already done three and a half, so I'm sure I can get to this point. But if I'm just running for four miles and I don't know when I'm going to stop and I'm just going to keep running until somebody tells me to stop, that, that makes it a lot more difficult. And it's not more difficult because my body is physically less able to do it. It's more difficult because I'm getting in my head saying, man, I don't know how much longer I can take this. I, I don't know if, if there's any stopping point in sight. I don't understand why this is going this way. I'd really rather just stop right now. So these questions are, are what we, we face, right? The, the why and the how long. And so God responds. He gives a response back to Habakkuk that the, the Babylonians, the epitome of everything that Habakkuk, the people of Israel, were supposed to be against, that God 100% detested, would become God's instrument of judgment on the people of Judah. And Habakkuk didn't get it. He's like, I, I don't understand. This, this doesn't make sense. He, Habakkuk didn't have the words to explain it. For a time, evil was going to win out over the righteous and bad things were going to happen to good people. Seems like not a whole lot has changed. <laughs> it, it seems like that, that is still happening Today, in, in that time, God's hand would not move. In that time, God's face would not be seen. And yet, throughout that time of punishment, God reminded Habakkuk of what it meant to live correctly. In Habakkuk 2.4, it says that the righteous will still live by faith. I added this still. Uh, the righteous will live by faith. There, there's nothing in the Bible that says that you, you need to have faith in God only when things are working the way they're supposed to. And as we continue through the, this chapter, this, this uh, book that, that has been written, Habakkuk realizes that even though he doesn't understand God's ways, he doesn't understand God's timing, there is no reason for him to doubt because God has always been faithful. In Habakkuk three seventeen through 19, it says, though the fig tree does not bud, Though there's no fruit on the vine, so the olive crops fail, the, the fields produce no food, though there's no sheep in the pen, no cattle in the stalls, yet I will triumph in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. If we were to put that into uh, the words of today, 
Though the, the scaffold falls on the cars, though the, the planes fly into the buildings, the stock market crashes, companies go bankrupt, the economy is terrible. Health and, and sickness are, are, are at odds. If everything fails, I can still trust in the Lord. My confidence in God will not waver. That's what Habakkuk is saying. If everything else falls apart, I will live by faith. One of my favorite quotes from a, a woman named Corey Ten Boom. I, I've mentioned her before. A, a survivor out of a, a Nazi concentration camp. She says, there is no pit so deep that God isn't deeper still. And when you start looking at hardship, when you start looking at difficulty, when, when you are in the midst of that, I can guarantee you that the people of Judah felt like they were in a pit. It is such an apt description of hardship. Because when, when you are in the midst of that, when you're in the middle of it and you're looking up, it just, how, how do I get out of this? Is this where everything ends? Is this, is this where everything stops? Is this the, the final resting place and, and it never gets better than this, but there is no pit so deep that God isn't deeper still. Does that mean that the hardship that we're facing isn't real? Does that mean that, that, well, if you just start being happier, it'll be fine? It's like that, that Bob Newhart skit, right? I'm, I'm just sad. I'm, I'm depressed. This, I'm dealing with all of these things in my life. And he just says, well, stop. Just stop doing that. Stop feeling that way. Pretty sure it doesn't work that way, right? We, we, don't, we don't get to just choose to stop. Pain is real. Hardship is real. The, the difficulty that you are facing personally that only you know about is real and it is not going to just go away by you magically saying, well, I'm fine. Everything's fine. We don't need to worry about it. But what faith does is it reminds us that even though we may not fully grasp God's plan, God's design for my life that, that started at the foundations of the earth. I, I'm not going to know about that. In time, I, I will be able to grow in and to trust that God still loves me in the midst of that difficulty. But that takes time to get there. And so until then, I still have faith in God. So what, is, what does faith believe in the midst of difficulty? What does it mean to, that if the righteous live by faith, what does faith believe in the midst of hardship? Faith believes that God is too wise to make a mistake. The God of the universe has a plan for your life. And he is busy enacting it 
It is sometimes above and beyond our understanding. A common analogy that that people use is if you're watching a parade through a a piece of paper. We we see what's happening through that piece of paper, right? Through that that telescope or that lens that that we're holding up. You don't see what is on the other side of the parade coming through. You don't see what has gone the whole direction. We're looking at that one point. God is seeing the entire picture. God is high above us. He is seeing our entire life at a glance. He sees both the beginning and the end of things. Last week when we were kind of taking that time to pause and to look back at those events in our life that were were transformative, that were were life-changing. I would imagine that in the midst of those events that were taking place, normally when we're in the middle of those types of things, when I'm in the middle of those kinds of things, I don't normally have this this real grown-up uh, you know approach to it. Well, this is just for my good, obviously. So God, God is going to work all of this together, and you know, in the, everything's going to be fine, right? Normally, we don't have that thought process when we're in the middle of whatever event that it is that we're going through. Hopefully, when we get to the other side, when we come through that. We're able to look back and reflect on what it was that God was doing from the very beginning, that God had a plan and he was enacting it all along. And when we look back at those events, when we recognize God's faithfulness in the midst of that hardship, in the midst of that difficulty, that then builds faith for the next one. And so we begin to trust that God does what he says he's going to do because he has always proven himself to be faithful. Trusting that God is too wise to make a mistake. Faith believes that God is too kind to be cruel. There's this uh, uh, quote that is written above the fireplace in the mathematics building at Princeton University. It says, God is subtle, but he is not malicious. God is never malicious in his dealings with you. Whatever he does, he does for our good. If you read Romans 8, 28 and 29, the 29 is important. It says, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God those who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers. These verses are as important for what they say as they are for what they don't say. What these verses don't say is that everything that happens is good. These verses don't say that God causes evil. They they don't say that everything will turn out okay for everybody. 
What they do say is that God is at work in the world, especially in the lives of his children. His glorious purpose is to make us like his son, Jesus. That, that's the, the purpose that, that is coming about. And to that end, God can and does use all things. The good and the bad. That which he causes and that which he permits. That's the distinction. That which he causes and that which he permits. It, it tells us that that no experience that I go through in this life has to be a waste. But ultimately, it does come down in part to my choice. Faith believes that God always knows best and does best in his time. We kind of have this running joke here that God doesn't, God doesn't run on my calendar. God doesn't pay attention to my schedule for some reason. He, he tends to have his own process that, that he wants to go through. There is a man who found a cocoon in, uh, on a, a leaf in his backyard. And so he was interested and he started watching it and he, he wanted to kind of follow along and see what was going to happen, right? And so one day he saw, you know, the little butterfly inside kind of start shaking on the inside the cocoon. Um, and so he's watching it and kind of seeing this struggle that's taking place as it's trying its best to break out of the cocoon. And finally, the, the man just became so frustrated that he decided to take a razor blade and just make a tiny slit in this cocoon to allow the the butterfly to, to get out a little bit easier, right? But afterward, the, the butterfly got free, it got out, but it couldn't fly. And eventually it just died prematurely because it didn't have the strength that it needed to actually survive. Huh. I wonder if we could draw a connection between that butterfly and something we're talking about today. Um, there are times of trials where, can we just not do that? Like, can, can I just skip the trial part and let's just get to wherever we need to go? Where we just want to short circuit the process, we want to, to move forward without it. But the fact of the matter is sometimes trials, difficulties, hardships are there so that we mature, so that we grow. Kaylee just texted me, said, it's not a cocoon, it's a chrysalis. <laughs> Thank you, dear. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, she, uh, she's watching. We know she's watching. All right. So, um. How do we get stronger? You get stronger through the trials, through the difficulty. I mean, if going to the gym and working out was like this super easy thing that everybody's, oh, I love doing that. And like, that was just like America's favorite pastime. I mean, I, I think every, we would all look a lot different. 
<laughs> we, we would all be a lot healthier. There, there would be like kind of a whole different uh, physique that would be present in the world if that was the natural state of things. But it isn't <laughs> for any of us. <laughs> Right? There's difficulty that, that comes in the growing. But just like that song that we sang, as I'm going through all of the misfortune, as I'm going through the highs and the lows in my life, he has been faithful. Faith believes that when we cannot trace the hand of God, we must trust the heart of God. What does that mean? That sounds like a pretty churchy statement, and it is. Uh, (laughs) It means that when I can't see, when I can't trust my eyes to understand what it is that is going on in front of me, I can still trust that God is good. That even though what I am experiencing in this moment at this time is terrible. I mean, let's not sugarcoat it. Sometimes we go through terrible things. Maybe you are going through a terrible thing today. And maybe as you're looking at it, there is not a shred of of visible proof that, that God is in any way involved. It is in those moments that faith believes that even though I can't see God moving in that moment, I can trust the heart of God towards me. Habakkuk 3.19 says, Yahweh my Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like those of a deer and enables me to walk on the mountain heights. The, the deer that he's talking about, it's, it's a, a mountain climbing deer, and it, they're known for their, their ability to climb these stupidly steep hills. If you have ever seen uh, some of the documentaries about these animals, they're living on mountains that are like literally vertical. <laughs> and their, their feet just are like just grabbing the tiniest little outcropping, and it's just like, this is fine. on the the most treacherous terrain, it goes forward and that's just how it lives life. Never never falling. I'm sure they probably do fall sometimes, but not not in the documentary at least. Uh, (laughs) That is the Lord's promise to us. He will keep us on our feet as as we travel the treacherous paths of this life, as we go through the difficult things that you face on a day to day basis. He is never absent. Notice I didn't say, He'll get you out of that trouble in a real hurry. He may not get us out of the troubles, but He will get you through them. The, the book of Habakkuk is talking about this struggle that exists for the people of Judah, but it is just as applicable for us today. Just like God was never going to leave or abandon his people to captivity with the Babylonians, God is never going to leave or forsake you. 
God loves you too much. He cares about you. Even in the midst of the difficulty, the hardship, the storm that is raging, God is here. Do you trust him? And, and before you say, well, we're in church, so we probably need to say yes. Um, do you trust him? Does the actions of your life, do the thoughts of your mind, do, do the feelings of your heart, do those things, the innermost things, the things that nobody else sees, the things that are just between you and God when you're laying there at night awake, wondering, worrying about everything, do you trust him? Even if you can't understand why, do you trust him? We can trust him because even though I don't know why, he knows why. Even if you wonder how long, right? That, that first question, why am I dealing with this and how long is it going to go on? Even if you wonder how long, will you trust him? He knows the time and the length of your suffering. I can trust him without any explanation. I can trust him without needing to apply logic. I can trust him without needing to apply reasoning. I can trust him. Why can I trust him? I can trust him because he's God. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I can look back at, at all of history that is written in his word. And, and I can see time after time after time after time where he was faithful and he did what he said he was going to do and he came through for his people. And he will continue to do it for me today. This verse that, that is in the book of Habakkuk. It says, God, I've, I've heard of your ways. I stand in awe of your deeds. Renew them in our day and in our time. And again, this is, this is Habakkuk speaking back then, but, but as I was studying this book, preparing for today, that that verse just always speaks to me as, is that the prayer of my heart? Is that the, the cry of my life? I mean, I can't think of something that, that is really more applicable that should be on my, my heart and on my lips every single day that I wake up. God, I stand in awe of who you are. I stand in awe of what you have done so far. Do it again today. And do it again the next day. <laughs> and the day after that, God, God, thank you for your mercy in the midst of judgment. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do stand in awe of you. God, we are in awe of your ways, in awe of your deeds, in awe of who you are. God, we ask that you would, would cause us to live by faith. God, that you would strengthen our faith. God, help us to, to understand that in the midst of whatever it is that we are facing this day, whatever pit we find ourselves in, 
that pit is not deeper than the love of God. You are there. You are here with us. You are, are with us in every moment. And, and while we may not just make all of the struggle and hardship go away, you are with us as we go through it. And we thank you for that. God, it causes us to, to gain strength, cause our, our faith to grow as we go through these times of difficulty. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like more information about Wood Street Chapel, check out our website, woodstreetchapel.org, or email us, info at woodstreetchapel.org. Connect with us on Facebook to stay in the loop. 